0: Alright y'all, welcome back to Anime Savants, and uh, this week I am Kome Kome.
1: This week I am Kid Muscle.
0: Oh, who's that? Who's that
1: from? From uh, Kanikuman.
0: Oh, okay. Ultimate Um, Muscle, yeah. My shit's from Magical Girl stuff, so no y'all don't know what that is. But, um, welcome back, and hmm, what do you want to start with? This week well, we talk, talk about haven't... Vanitas yeah, If you okay. want to Yeah let's do Tuss. So completely wasn't shocked By like a lot of the shit that happened Except for the last part Except for the last like three seconds I was like oh Okay But the majority of it I was like Okay so that's why he's so close to her That's what's going on with this He but the interesting thing is that He's also another like human turned vampire not like a child of vampires so maybe that has something else to do with it nania or whatever the charlatan bitch like interesting um but also i'm ready for people to start fighting again like i'm gonna need something to happen i don't know why no way thinks that he can actually do something against the paladin again this time um
1: Maybe he's got the power of friendship or something.
0: Yeah, whatever. Like I don't, I don't whatever. Maybe, maybe I, he's got it. You know, he is annoying me every episode, and I'm kind of just like you. I think the irritating part about it is that Vanitas has talked to him about the way that he acts several times, and he just still, he's just still, just still doing shit. Just, just still doing shit. So it's. I would like to see a little bit more self awareness with the character, but maybe that is meant to happen um, until like something truly fucked up happens, and then he's like, "Oh well, shit, I gotta change now." So, whatever. No way. What sometimes think feels
1: it? like he's from another series, you know? Yeah. Like he's he's from some um... I don't know, like. I won't say shoujo, but like, you know, from some romance novel. And then there's other times where it's like, oh, wait, I'm also a shonen protagonist. And it works, you know, 80% of the time. And the 20% of the time it doesn't. It just gets annoying because you're yeah. like, you know, either you're having deep feelings or you're fighting. And the balance of that sometimes works in the favor of the story. But a lot of the times it's like, why weren't you getting ill from the minute shit popped off? why were you hanging around looking pensive why about you things you could just everybody right you could just punch the motherfucker in the face like that this happens i'd say that um so this episode did have some of the things that like i talked about last week in terms of you have to get away from the story to tell us the tragic backstory in order to then set up the thing that's happening which Took me out of some parts of it. Not that I didn't like the story that was being told, but like the great reveal that, you know, Jean Jacques is the beast. You know, it's not Chloe. I mean, that's interesting, but we had a very small list of suspects. That
0: wasn't very piece for
1: me. Yeah, and we had a very small list of suspects to begin with. So like, you know, was that was it did it need to get played up for dramatic stakes? No. I don't think so. I think you probably could have just entered with him being the beast, and then we could have got dealt with maybe some of the backstory interspersed. Also, to have his like the 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 ch- turning point for him was that his dad decided to try to kill him, and then he marked his dad is like it's like there's a word for it, but it's like I'd be call it again like putting a hat on a hat. The dad the dad was already a bad dude, yeah. so for him to like be the ultimate bad dude to his son is not necessary but also it's super fucking stupid what did he think he was gonna do with a gun you know what i mean Now, would be one thing if his dad was like one of those uh you know uh knights of the of the of the church and he was yeah. like superpowered and they had a bang out fight and his father had to kill him otherwise it just seems like this character committed suicide in order to be the worst person possible for the purpose of the story so i wasn't really into that as much even though i knew that they were doing the whole kick the puppy thing with him because he's you know he's supposed to be like this sympathetic guy and he's you know wants to live for his homegirl and you know he'll do anything and he's kind of cute and you know like they put all that stuff together to make you say
0: though i did enjoy the plot line with like the church being corrupt and like Planting all that shit with the beast and things like that. And I was like, oh, I like this because this is yeah. very accurate to all of history.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. I'm I'm actually going to contrast this episode when we talk about Sabaku Ibisco mm-hmm. Because in some ways, I feel that both the last couple episodes or maybe really this little arc and the episode we just got this week, we're both attempting to do the same thing um and one succeeded very well and one was very melodramatic and like to in my opinion a little more dr- there's an expression it's like trying to fit 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag like yeah. that's what this and the last episode kind of felt like for vanitas where they've got a lot of stuff they want to parse out there's a lot of world building there's a lot of history there's a lot of like backstory between characters and relationships and all kinds of fun stuff but they're shoving it into like two to three episodes and it's i find it odd the stuff they decide to linger on you know like three episodes ago we spent like 10 minutes with gene and vanitas just in a house looking at each other half naked and then in the last two episodes we're like backstory 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 more flashback come to the future people start fighting more backstory uh uh, you, you know, heartfelt one-on-one communication. Then then jump to superpowers. Now we see Nania. Nani's turned into a girl. I think it's the queen, by the way. And Whoa! You know, whoa! I, I think it is. I think it is. I think it is. Oh. Oh, I think that's shit. Where we're I going. didn't even consider that. You know, and then the twist at the end, well, the double twist was, Jean-Jacques is the beast, not Chloe. Chloe wasn't really as super suicidal as it seemed it looked like she had a plan all along to trap and destroy you know anania by making it corporeal which i think is cool i just wish they kind of explained if they're gonna if they're gonna give us like 10 minutes on the backstory stuff the last couple episodes why not tell us that this is possible because like you know taking something that is immaterial and impossible and making it real by changing the rules of the world is a really good use of the systems that they've sort of they've talked about but they didn't explain them because they didn't explain them i'm not sure that it hit me the same way like oh that was her plan all along is to like erase this area that she hates along with killing off the spirit for reasons I don't know. Is it... Because like, we're going to get more backstory. We're going to find out then. Maybe, like, she found out that Ruthven was doing something and, like, this is her revenge or maybe this I, is what killed her family. Like, we're not done with the backstory yet.
0: I completely agree with, like, it not hitting. Like, I, it, it hit. I'm not going to lie. It hit. Like, it I did like, hit, yeah. Oh, wow. I was like, damn, bitch, I didn't see you going that way. But I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. It just... If we but that's the thing, though, we're asking for more backstory for one thing, even though we've been getting all but nothing but backstory (laughs) for the past two episodes. Yes. So like Oh I think you were
1: right. You, I mean, the world building things that they did were very good. I like that history of the church and everything else as being yeah. a, kind of a, a sort of it. The, the, I guess what I'm saying is it didn't all fit together. The stuff with the individual characters, that's fine because we see them, we know them, we're going to work with them. The stuff with the actual world itself, so the church and its history it's not specifically connected to anybody that we're working with except for the astolfo character who has no real speaking lines whatsoever to tie he just showed up it did
0: tie his it did give them a reason for being there
1: yes it did like but at the same time I don't know who this character is just a crazy person who like is really powerful so when Noah is like don't worry toss, I got this I'm like well I don't know what you got this is like it's like you know the difference is
0: he go back to ass, the OG that's what he gonna get that's
1: what I'm saying like We know the the Dragon Ball Z formula, right? The Dragon Ball Z formula is you have one main bad guy and maybe a couple of henchmen. The bad guy is the one that only the hero can beat. The henchmen are the ones that start out beating everybody's ass and then, you know, someone does the, I'll step up and take care of this after they've been power scaled. And so when the, when the henchmen get beaten by either the hero or the supporting character, it's like, there's a feat for that person. I don't know shit about Astolfo. And if no way whoops his ass, I got questions because that'll make two of these like inquisitor motherfuckers who. Look real ill and then either got outsmarted or got beaten by like the secondary cast so i'm not i'm not i'm not sure i feel that 100 percent. so they gotta they gotta bust out some budget go, show me something because otherwise i'm gonna just watch demon slayer and just call them oh. <laughs> uh, I'm,
0: that episode was kind of exhausting but i will i will go there was a lot in it later it, yeah. I will go into that later.
1: I did think Chloe was, like, the, her little cute face when he's like, where's my book? And she's like, I don't know. I fucking threw that shit yeah! somewhere. Good luck. I I'm lo- like...
0: The one thing that this show has not, like, chilled on and has kept up is the comedy. Like, the way that they just, like, easily transition into that shit. And, like, it perfectly works because that matches, like, the persona. Because if Chloe has, like, a similar persona to Noe, and I'm already bitching about Noah and just, like, his regular, like, demeanor and shit like that if chloe has something similar i'm like yeah i can believe you did that shit girl like you don't care she probably doesn't even give a f- she doesn't even probably doesn't even know that the blue vampire exists since she was one of the originators
1: doesn't give a shit didn't she say yeah. like i picked up the book because there was a gem on it and then i spent five minutes trying to get it out and it didn't come out so i just threw that shit in the trash
0: perfect perfect makes sense to me
1: nice little subversion of expectations so yeah yeah, so all in all, you know, I wasn't it's not that I wasn't entertained. It's just that I I know that they've got a lot going on and there probably were better ways. Maybe the reason for this, what are we on? Episode 5. So they're trying to like wrap this up in sort of like the first 7 episodes yeah. and then dip into the next arc then because it seems like like the, the machine count and all that other stuff, the politics of this are going to take center stage afterwards you know but i don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna rush it or it's like give some of this shit room to breathe something they
0: can't spend too much more time on this arc because two back-to-back like full background episodes i'm like i enjoy it but that's not what i'm here for
1: and they haven't explained the time loop or like oh well they said that's that's
0: homeboy's melnoman which yeah, also he said Bonita that's what it was. said that he was familiar with, so I'm kind of just like, right. so if you are familiar with it, then how come when you initially like got into it, it's like, okay, like,
1: did you need the book? What What are you going after the book for? If you're familiar, I don't know, but I'm not saying was... this
0: as a slight to the show. I'm just saying they got it. They got to pull this shit together because. Come on now, like it's I, I a wanna see little bit all shit.
1: over the place. It's just a little bit just, all over Yeah, the just
0: place. just a little bit. I love Chloe though. Like bring her into the crew. Bring her into the crew. I
1: think she got to die, man. <laughs> she got to die. If nobody <laughs> dies in this arc, what are we doing?
0: Well, they gonna kill probably homeboy, um, the actual know. beast.
1: He's a little puppy. We got the good we got even the better scene with his dad. Even better. Even okay. better.
0: Make it make make niggas hurt. Hurt. Kill
1: both of them. How about that?
0: Oh, I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell i watching too much fucking Tamino shit. I'm like, kill oh, them all, just sister. just ice them. Um, um. Okay. Okay.
0: So I didn't watch Happy bisco this week, but James did. So he's gonna be the main one covering that. And okay, so ask questions. <laughs>
1: This was a fun episode. In the preview, we saw, or the preview, and they give you a little um, short clip uh, to introduce it in the previous episode at the end. And so we saw them walking over the, what was it called, the Coal Shell Sea, which is that yeah. white area. And they're confronted by a bunch of armed children at, in at that clip. In the episode, we learn a little bit more. We learn that the city of children is such because all the parents have been marched away presumably to work for the governor of imahama so Whoa. they said that it's um those are all the guys that we're seeing with the masks on yeah um like that's the, the those Whoa. are actually some of them are must be conscripted by the governor so and there's they no can't adults go back
0: because they got those parasites inside They the,
1: that's right so you know that so that's the reason why the city is empty the the city itself is known for being like fishermen. And so sort of the theme of the, uh, Milo and Bisco's time there is spent learning about the pride of that town, but then also helping the kids who are trying to take on the role of adults. And so the, the kids have are well-armed and they explain that because every, Season, these blowfish come through and they will attack anything that's in their way because they're hungry. And so they need the guns to protect them from the creatures. And they also need the weapons to protect them from bandits. And, uh, the main character or the main sort of guest character from the city is a little boy named nuts, who is sort of like the de facto, um, you know protector of the town he's kind of in charge of all the other kids and his dad was a fisherman who was killed um at some point i don't know if it was too rust i don't remember if they said that or or he died some other way but so so he's the kid who's in charge um milo and bisco they are as you expect these episodes to start tired and hungry and you know they just want a place to eat and they can't really negotiate their way into the town so bisco Uh, the kids don't trust him. They think that they're there to hurt them. So he's like, "Look, I have an eight hundred thousand dollar, you know, bounty on my head." He has like the um the wanted poster, and he's like, "If you take me in and and give me up, you guys will get a ton of money. All I want is some food." So they arrest him. Arrest, and you can kind of already tell in the beginning that like he could get out anytime he wants. He's just sort of like playing along. Meanwhile, um, Milo recognizes that the kids are all infected with something and the kids think that it's rust disease because that's what the soldiers who came and sort of conscripted their parents told them it was but it yeah. actually turns out that it's some other treatable disease called scale disease scale arm or whatever it is but the scale something and so milo's able to cure that in the kids relatively simply meanwhile bisco's locked up in jail kind of talking to the the leader and his subordinate it turns out the subordinate who's like you know the leader's like oh i'm tough you know you know i'm in charge i don't take anything from anyone what meanwhile his support is like the the soft kid who's like you know very very trusting you find out that that's right and you find out that in the past his life was saved by a mushroom keeper and so when the other kid goes away he is determined to basically like help Bisco out and, and get him out of there so that's the that's the setup for the the See, Bisco half half the story
0: hearing all this it's it sounds it's so well put together okay keep going
1: right so okay. that's the Bisco half of the story we also got uh what's what's the name Pawu we got Pa-woo? She kind of took up about a third of the episode as she's tracking them. She runs across another town where her her uh, bicycle or bicycle her motorcycle pops a tire from a from like some trap from a bandit, so she's forced to stop to repair it. And as she stops, she sees the. Um, dead, freshly killed, dead corpse of a person lying in the street, and then she looks up, another corpse falls down and hits the ground, and she realizes there's an elderly couple being attacked by what looks like a smaller version of that crab thing from the oh. couple of episodes from an episode back, and so of course being the Warrior of Justice She goes and Immediately kills it With Now that I've looked At her weapon It's just a Her weapon is just A piece of metal Which is what's Hilarious Like she just beats She threw that shit Through its head Which is awesome And so she rescues the elderly couple, they take her in and say, you know, we'll help you fix your bike, and oh, by the way, we'll tell you what's going on or what happened in this town, while they drink tea. And so the story of the town is that, at some point, they claim a mushroom keeper came in and helped people who were suffering from rusting disease. Sounds like a familiar story. But... Very soon afterwards, the people that he was treating all dropped dead because he was actually fucking with them. He's an e- He was an evil mushroom keeper. Oh, no! And so no! they were the only ones who stayed around after everyone fled the town and he apparently told them that this was a great experiment what happened in this town so of course you know powu is all fired up she's like i knew it i knew mushroom keepers were evil they ain't shit they really are causing the they set
0: this up already based off of what bisco had already said yeah okay
1: so we flip back to the the kids and we find out that Uh, That blowfish swarm that normally comes through much later is early and they don't have any money so they don't they haven't had a lot of money because obviously they're they're kids looking after the town and they don't have enough ammunition to like fight off these um, you know these giant creatures that are probably gonna start eating them all and mind you when i say they don't have enough ammunition i'm not saying they're just holding guns they shoot at bisco and almost hit him in the face when they meet him and oh. they've got like they got everything they got like you know lmgs they've got rifles shotguns like they're armed to the teeth but they can't fend off this horde so bisco basically um gets a map to the stations on the train cuz remember they were trying to follow the train route and the you know the, the kind kid actually said oh i've got a map of the stations and i've memorized them and i'm i'm helping you because a mushroom keeper helped me bisco takes a map breaks himself out of jail you know and at the last minute saves the kids and there's a really awesome scene where he's shooting down these blowfish like he's hitting they're flying and they have like horrible mouths like they have big like bony teeth. It looks like gross. And so uh he's shooting his bow, hitting them, turning like hitting them with the mushrooms. They're dropping. The kids are just all you know they're in awe because this guy's actually trying to save them. And his sort of stubborn way of not being a nice guy is that he grabs the the boy who gave him the map and he's like i can't actually read the furigana that's on this map so if you i will fire one arrow for every station name that you read to me in order so that i can so that i can use the map and obviously he whether he could or couldn't read this was just sort of his way of like oh i i i'm not helping you this is a this is a trade because you know he has his pride yeah the other kid has his pride. you know what i mean so it's, it was a whole thing and he has a cool hero scene where he saves the town there's a little side story with milo where he because he healed everybody all the kids think he's their savior and there's a little girl who has a crush on him who he like politely turns down Darned and is it. like listen you have the she's the she's the one who wanted the the cure and he's like, you know, you have what it takes to become a doctor in the future. And he's like, will I ever see you again? And he's like, you'll meet somebody who's who will be more important to you than I will be. So he really just, you know, They're
0: probably watching our asses right now. Talk so. Like...
1: Yeah, yeah. So the, I thought, but I thought it was, it was like, it was how I like to see children treated in these shows um it was great and so that they leave town and sort of the kid that the last minute you know nuts throws the harpoon that belonged to his dad to bisco's like you know you're right you could use this better than me so he's got a new weapon so that's fucking awesome okay so that's so that's the bisco side but we also got to clean up what's going on with Pawu. and as it turns out she's wandering around this town and there's like a sub theme visually of amusement parks in the whole episode so where the kids are living there's kind of like it's a rundown rusted sort of tourist attraction that's based on what. on all those giant monsters, whatever these things are, these tetragens that exploded that are everywhere. There's like a giant rusted out tetagen that's like in the background of and how they built their town and city around it. Well, where Pawu is, it's clearly like a, a another type of amusement park, more of like a I don't know, like you know, Hall of Haunted Mirrors and like dinosaur um, attractions you can go in. And so she's just wandering around and she sees the entrance to one of these amusement things and she walks inside just to check it out and hears in the back what appears to be a television that's playing something and she sees people sitting around the tv so she goes to investigate only to discover that they're all like propped up dead corpses that are which is the the in the preview that's the like the horror stuff and she is like what the fuck is this and hears people talking not the tv in the background and it's the old man and the old woman who are saying they're like in like a literal, like, you know, the chopping gallery. They've got the corpses lined up, they've got the skulls everywhere, and they're like, Did you give her the the you know, did you poison the tea? Is she, you know, she'll make a really good ogre oh. Uh, oh uh, my marionette. God. And of course, Poo hears this and she walks in, and they're like, you know, they know the jig is up, so they're like, oh, we gotta kill this bitch. And too bad you got poison, right? And because a woman comes at her with a knife and poo drops, so you think, "Oh wait, she did she get poisoned?" Because you kind of see her, what looks like sipping on the tea. Nah, ho, fucking backhands that shit. Grabs a knife. She's like, "It was just my rust acting up." And she's about to like beat their asses when they activate one of the their whatever they were doing because they have these what look like corpses lined up, but they got like masks and wires and other shit on them. So she gets attacked by some gas spitting, you know, torture victim, what the and fuck? Uh, manages to get out as the place exp- as like explodes. Because they were like, we gotta get out of here. But she survives because, you know, she's a badass. And so the old man, and the old woman are like, looks like you got us
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> the
1: guy looks at the what was it we can't beat this one he's like you know and then they basically i, I can't tell if it's that they commit suicide together or they had stated earlier that the area they're in was like it was like an emergency bunker so maybe they kind of walked back in and blew up the entrance because they say something like well we could live in this forever for the rest of our lives doesn't matter so they're like holding hands and they blow themselves or blow up the space that they're in and so Pawu was kind of left like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck was all that? Was anything I was just told true? Were they just yeah, trying to get over?" on yeah, about the me? mushroom keeper. We don't know. She doesn't know. Oh. So it's a very interesting dichotomy in the episode between they both Damn. both adventurers. They go to a new place and they're told about a problem and who the bad guys are and who the good guys are. She is thought of as a good guy, and so she is treated like that by people who think she thinks are just kindly old folks but it turns out they're the evil ones and it subverts her expectations about them meanwhile in the kids village they think that bisco and mushroom keepers in general are criminals for the most part arrest them but in the end they're the saviors and they leave and everybody is like happy and taken care of and everybody learned a lesson so it was very interesting that they've got that dichotomy in the episode and properly subverted expectations by leaving breadcrumbs in both ends like i knew that there was something up with that old couple you know it was pretty obvious that they were you know it was a little too on the nose and the same way when you see bisco and milo with the kids you know that it's going to turn out that like they're good guys they're not going to do anything bad to kids and the kids are not going to be you know they may be naive but Yeah, like they behave, everybody, like the old evil people, like old evil people, the kids behaved like kids. It was a heartwarming kind of at the end. I would never thought I'd say this. seeing someone shooting a bunch of giant big toothed blowfish with mushroom arrows was super cool. And there was even a good, like non Sakuga, but good animated scene of Pawu kick, like after she slams her rod into the head of the crab that was attacking the people on the roof she kicks it from the side and basically like sends it flying across the side of the building and remember we talked about how the animation style like you could look at it and it's kind of paneled like they do a lot with like flat things moving on top of flat things yeah they somehow managed to make that work for dramatic action even though probably if i go back and go frame by frame it was an incredibly like basic ass shot but they made that crab fucking zoom across the screen when she kicked it in the face so it looked great so all in all good episode
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: So was there anything else that you watched this week that's not on our usual uh, list? Oh, uh,
0: I watched something. Uh, I, I know I you watch everything. but <laughs> I, didn't, I, know, I didn't watch everything. No, no, no. I'm a, I actually have, a, like, I'm trying so hard to decide what the fuck I'm going to do about Attack on Titan. Um, I, I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to record from like when the last episode that i saw in part one or if i should just watch all this shit and just start recording the episode all i know is that i watched demon slayer and i watched dress up darling and all i gotta say man is like demon slayer oh my god someone actually put it perfectly in one of the comments they were like it was a great episode but it was almost exhausting to watch like <laughs> a
1: lot yeah they was, do a lot they do a was, lot there was there
0: was there was so much going on and it wasn't even just like the comprehending what was going on like every fucking frame i was like i can't stop like <laughs> like i got to i got to like like, ah! <laughs> like even, even even the scene where Tanjiro was just like like this, and it was the wreckage, and Gyutaro Gy- was just standing over him, the background, I was like, this is insane. This is nuts. They're not even moving, and this is gorgeous. What are you doing? Well, how did y'all... How- uh, uh, um somebody's probably in the hospital for this
1: (laughs) yeah there's there's like six animators who all are suffering from like diabetic shock yeah because they they've been surviving on like biscuits and tea, energy drinks for for like three three to three weeks straight like
0: i yeah i feel like somebody's in the hospital for this episode i thought that you know the show doing first of all these previous episodes these past few weeks have all been great animation wise but for them to literally come out of nowhere and be like, bitch, it's not done. Actually, we haven't even shown you the best that we've done. And also, there's a 45 minute episode next week. Like, are you kidding me? Bruh. When I think I just, I, niggas are never going to let that, that clip die. The clip where Tengen and Gyutaro are fighting for like three minutes straight.
1: Tengen is just. He's just that nigga, man. I don't care what they want to me. You know what? That...
0: I got to give it to Tanjiro because, I mean, I'm like, nigga, please, please just stop yelling. Stop getting in the way. Stop doing this. But he did do things. But Tengen, yes. Tengen the way that he showed back up and was like, what hand, bitch? Don't need it. Don't... Nope. Had the blade like this. I was like, what is this nigga doing? And someone told me that, like, this is still one of, like, the beginning fights. That, like, shit gets crazier and crazier. And I'm like, what? This is season two. This is season two. What do you mean it gets crazier?
1: The so. hype level is... It's weird, because, like, this is maybe the... <laughs> They've outdone themselves, but I think, in a weird way, people's expectations for the series we're already like way 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 up here and 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 because they're meeting them and slightly exceeding in a, a lot of places uh-huh. i think people are just very spoiled you know well, what i mean
0: well i think that a lot of people are missing the point of the entirety of all of this and that's entertainment like did you like it nigga okay then that's that's fine then. I think that if people take this and they just compare every fucking other show that comes out that they watch to this, it's going to be bad. And also, yeah, they might be... They People might be getting spoiled, but also, Ufotable, I mean, they're digging their own grave if they're doing that. But... There have been plentiful series where, like, Ufotable has been like, hey, we worked our asses off on this, so, like, this series might not be the banger of banging that you thought. Like, I know a lot of people enjoy Fate Zero, but it's not the best thing that Ufotable has done. Especially, like, as an original work, I'm like, "Mm," like, I was expecting, you know, more. But is it still really fucking good? Yes. So, I don't know, like, it's weird. I I keep seeing discussions about like big three this and comparing it to that and da, da, da. I'm like can't you think it's just enjoy it? Like can't we just be happy that we got it? Like yeah, I think I think
1: those discussions are interesting, only not not because of the content of them, but because of what they say about the people who want to have that discussion. Uh, if you go back 10-15 years ago, you kind of had this situation where the there was always a fandom for stuff Mm -hmm. you know for for, if you put all like anime together it was very influential that's why a lot of people today they consider it a big part of their childhood but then at the same time there was this feeling that you needed you needed these like big pillars to be gateways for Uh, other casual folks to come into the art form and be excited about it and want to watch or be part of communities and there was a lot of responsibility put on those series to be everything for everybody. You fast forward to today, I don't know of too much media anywhere that's like that. Even in no. more established, you know, outlets and genres and everything else, it's very a la carte. It's much. Things are much more decentralized. A la carte you, is a very good way. Of yeah, it. and so I think yeah. in a way, anime has has lagged behind that in the United States. In you know domestic countries in japan and in i would say in asia broadly asia pacific that's actually always been true you know going back to like the 70s and 80s there was a big diversification and the most popular anime was almost never the stuff that like we're talking about as being tentpole things big three is like shonen it leaves out 95% of the rest of the genre yeah. and if you look at if you and look at like also weak- yeah so
0: people are getting that well no you you finish that and then i'll go ahead
1: i'll go with this yeah no, but but like if you look at even recently you know last 10 years what is at the top of uh anime tv weekly charts in japan the stuff that's actually airing on tv Romance. it's never one piece well Kids. i mean one piece has gotten close but it's rarely one piece it's rarely any of the things that we call the big three it's like you know uh it's Shin pretty Chan. cure or it's or i mean it can can be other things right like shin chan and there's a lot of other like uh family slice of life that are aimed at um you know either young children or middle middle class families those by far like we're talking like orders of magnitude out have more viewers on a weekly basis than any of the stuff that we talk about so in a weird way when people today talk about like oh is this going to be the next big three If you're engaging in that kind of a conversation, it's because you have certain expectations about the way taste is going to get made. But we're already past that. I would already, I'd probably argue that there is no um, in the West. There's no more big threes. There are big franchises. Yeah. One Piece is a humongous franchise. Demon Slayer is doing very well as far as like making tons of money. You can look at like the money and say, ah, here's the big three. It's these are the ones that are selling. But as far as like what motivates a fan base it's actually the niche stuff like i could never get my cousin to get into anime watching anything that's shonen yeah but if i show them um you know uh, uh, gretzko or i show them literally like stuff that's for for her audience right instant sell easy yeah no question about it so i think that's kind of I think it says more about the people who are having those conversations because they're grounding their understanding of the way anime is working, the way the industry is working, the way popularity in the west, it's become endemic. Like I would say if you're a 20-year-old, anime was a part of your life from the moment that you were you know able to consume media to today, you get all the memes, you get all the tropes. I see people who like would have I would never put in the fandom, showing love all the time. So I think things have broadened out a lot.
0: Yeah, I think that as far as the big three conversation and like, you know, the next big three, I don't think there are gonna be any more big threes. I just think that like, if it's something that's happening right now, then it's just gonna have its own name. But I completely agree with you as far as like the a la carte stuff. A lot of stuff is a la carte. Like, you know, it just, this is popular, next that's popular next there's nothing really like coming through and like dominating the way that the big three did because the big three were the big three because them bitches were everywhere like nonstop in your face couldn't get away from them merchandise out the ass niggas dressing like it at school wearing them big ass flannel fucking dragon ball z fucking um hawaiian shirts like dragon ball- well not dragon ball z naruto one piece bleach shirts like they used to have them bitches in the mall they used to buy them and wear them proudly. And nowadays it's a cute little accented figure thing. So it's kind of just like where where we were then and where we are now, it's just not the same as far as like popularity wise. Because right. so many different people are into the shit now where those like Shonen isn't the hyper focus anymore. And leading into that, dress up darling is one of the prime examples right now. And I mean, I see so I'm seeing people annoyed. They're like, oh, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, they're not getting the like recognition they deserve because Dress Up Darling keeps taking the number one spot. It keeps taking the blah, 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 blah. Have you ever thought that like shit other than Shonen can be good? Like, Not everybody is out here trying to see niggas get their head cut off. Like, It's for, re- for real. Why do you think Sasaki Tomiyano is on that chart in the top 10 every right. week? Why you think it's on there? Because those people do not give a fuck about action. They care about romance. Like, the romance anime fans, they are brolic. They are out here. Like, they're out here. They're in the same polls voting for the same shows that y'all are. It's just that, you know... These are the hype ones. Like, you know, you get introduced to these things through Toonami, through Cartoon Network and shit like that. That's how you got introduced. or you got introduced, you know, your homie in the fucking dorm room was watching this shit. And you were like, what the hell is this? Or someone posted it on their Instagram story. And you were like, what was that fight scene? That's great. There are plenty of other people out there who are hyper-obsessing about like, oh my god, I wish I had a boyfriend. I'm gonna watch Toradora, like, for the 20th time. Oh, there's a new romance anime out. Oh, I wanna watch Horimiya. Oh my god, this is so realistic. Let me show my homegirls. Oh my god, we love this. Boom. Like, I don't know. It's multifaceted. So yeah, like, that stuff deserves its exposure, but at the end of the day, it's about money.
1: Yeah. And Also, I would say that some of these studios are getting smarter about what they're making and and sort of choosing to elevate. I think um, there's a lot you can say about about Dress Up Darling just as like conceptually or like what it is as far as what it looks like and who it's aimed at and what the audience is and whether its popularity is organic which i think it is because like it, it, it was, it's not a it's not a series it was popular but it wasn't one that had a lot of penetration in the u.s it wasn't like you were like oh my god they're making dress up Ah, no that's the, the, it was just people heard about it they saw some teasers it looked very good the characters were appealing but it's it's something i would call like it's vanilla etchy is what it is yes. yeah. it's incredibly vanilla so there's not like um all of like the etchiness is sort of pushed out to the audience because the show itself is designed to elicit a very specific response from different groups of people and it hits its marks very 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 solidly it's like you're yeah. watching a dancer um, in a in a choreography like just hitting their marks hitting their marks hitting their marks The spin the turn the drop the this or the that they're doing it on time on beat in rhythm Every but week. it's also it's also not too much because at the core of a show like that it's it's just a romance it's just a vanilla romance with a with like a genre twist on it that's very meta right because it's anytime you have like shows about making anime right the show is about making anime but what anchors the show are the character relations are they relatable are they cute are they this this is a show about cosplay and the cosplay community that instantly gives it a built-in audience. audience yeah like instant people who are not even into anime but are into cosplay so right away you got that the character designs light breezy great to look at the um, Marin is like designed to make you want to stare at her. And if you're a woman, if you're a man, if you're straight, if you're anything in between that, you know, the spectrums, she's there for you. Gojo is like just enough. Not like your typical uh, uh, romance novel protagonist or anime protagonist in general, because he is timid, but driven. He's not like a simp, but he's also not cucked out either. Like these are, this is a perfectly chosen project. And the fact that it hits shouldn't make anybody upset. It shouldn't make people mad. Even if you want to be tribal about it, it just says to me you don't really understand what's going on. Just like Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer is directly designed for a very specific consumer. Yeah.
0: And I also see a lot of people talk about, and I feel like we've talked about this before on the show, but like, uh, if you don't like it, you just don't have to watch it, y'all. It's really that easy. Like, it doesn't take anything away from your other stuff because if it did take things away from your favorite show, like, especially, like, Attack on Titan people, I mean, your show wouldn't be airing, but it is. So, like, you're fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is what happens when people, like, define their, like, personalities and, like, all that kind of shit based off of, like, standing on shit. This, this, this is, that, that's just the problem. Like, that, I'm... That's just that's just all it is. Like if all you do is go on the internet all day and you argue with people about an IP that does not care about you beyond your money. Yeah. I, I, don't
1: know. I mean, but it had to give some a little bit of air cover. I do think that there are reasons why people might be upset about what is or isn't popular that go a little beyond what is you know a pure tribalism because there is an argument to be made that there are a lot of shows that get overlooked i'm not talking about the big popular ones i'm talking about
0: like productions
1: yeah productions where there's clearly a lot of heart and soul in them but because they don't necessarily have a built-in audience and everything else you know they're they're lost and you know the way these productions work it's like it's you're always one you know, missing like one one quarter's worth of, of uh, income away from like, nah, bro, we're out. No season two, no support, no figures, no merchandise, no anything else. So like I get that there are people who have like I would say like genuine concerns about what is produced like I'm for me personally, I think that there's a lot of money that gets left on the table from a lot of series that don't get love because they're just like a little bit too old or they're just a little bit like too similar to something else. I can
0: agree with that, but I don't agree with that as far as like the demon slayer and the attack. No, that's Titan something people like moaning. Totally that. different. That's totally where different. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like <clears throat> totally come on different.
1: Now. So yeah, that's kinda where I'm at on on that one, I will I will say I, I did watch um dress up darling and like this week's episode was like made for everybody. <laughs>
0: Man, <laughs> yeah, the titty sweat, the pool of titty sweat in between the titties. I was not ready. I was not ready. Um, but that's the thing though. The show does its etchy, but it does the etchy and it moves right the fuck along. Also, yeah. the etchy has a reason. Like she literally was like out there in the sun in layered fucking maid clothing. Yes. Like so, I'm like, listen, it's not that she was just like, I'm a sweaty person all of a sudden, and look at this titty sweat. Like here it is, here it is, and and like, oh, you know, my panties are wet. It's like, okay, well, no, her panties probably are wet because she has all them layers on and she's sweating underneath. So like, I yeah, yeah, there's like, a it makes sense. There's
1: this whole and I forgive me for not remembering the name of the term, but like in. Uh, Specifically in, like, the the Japanese tradition of art and femininity, there's this idea of, like, not showing and showing. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, the, the reserved lady, that's the front. But then a pose or a position or you know, a look or something else like that is that's very sexual in nature or is meant to evoke that in the mind, like putting those two together, combining that, yeah. You know, like there that's a that's an old tradition. This show pulls off something that I have not seen balance right almost ever, which is it is overtly sexual in almost every single like scene, every panel, the tension, uh-huh. the sexual tension from every direction every character is right up in your face but it is so fucking vanilla it is the most (laughs) vanilla thing ever like gojo freaking out about you know having to wipe down this very beautiful girl in any Mm. other series it's because he is lusting after this woman and and is now terrified i mean and and guess what it's basically the same emotion but like he's actually just just afraid He's just—I don't know how this is gonna go—and they—and she's like moaning, but it's like then you look at their dialogue, and it's the most vanilla shit ever. Like he's rubbing—like if you took this another context, he's rubbing her down. She's moaning. She's like, "Put, give me the towel. I'll stick it in, whatever." And it's like, "What are we watching? What is yeah. this? What what's really happening here?" But they play it so earnestly, so straight. It is—it—it it, it whitewashes the the etchy. Yeah, because wow, that because you're like oh, yeah. they, I, you you want them to be together. You want them to you want them to see the feeling, and then they give you the little like train scene at the end where he passes out after calling her beautiful. But then she's like, he only says that about things he really means. Ah ah, and then <laughs> episode over. So hit all those buttons, but they did it in the most vanilla way possible, which is insane to me. But it's crazy. Um. So it, definitely watch that. Uh let's see what what else are we on board for this week?
0: I watched Delicious Party Pretty Cure and fuck you, How's that going? um it's actually good. I c I can't stand you, motherfuckers. They always give the most outlandish seasons that have like the wildest fucking designs, the best production. And Also, shout out to them though because the gay character is gay. He is gay. (laughs) This nigga did like, he did one of his attacks and that leg went up into the air like gay, 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 gay. But then they also gave him like some soccer scenes where I was like, wait this nigga can fight too? (laughs) So Oh my God. Yeah, it was great. And of course he did the code switching where like he was in front of the King and his voice was deepened, And in the moment he got in front of the little girls, he was up here. So I was like, yeah, this is, this is, this is whoever, whoever decided to put that character in They were Like we're going to do this shit. We're going to do it. Right. And they're doing it right. So kudos to them. Transformation scene was budgeted like a motherfucker. Great music. Go. Very much. Go. So enjoy the music. Um, and uh, they put a lot of like Sakuga um, foreshadowing in the opening, so I think the girls are gonna get dirty this season. I think, I think, I think we're gonna get like not just like the final episode Sakuga. I think we're gonna get like every six to eight episodes like shit's gonna pop the fuck off. So you know, but yeah, I watched it. It was cute. I enjoyed the first episode. It's still pretty cute. It's still targeted towards that audience, but. The niggas who are creating it, they basically put the hints out that they were like, oh, we got some shit coming. Get ready. So yeah, that I did watch that. Um I watched part of the new episode of Ryman's Club. Um, I gotta finish that second episode, but I'm gonna keep watching that shit. It's en- I I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's and I usually do not watch sports anime, like, at all. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. Um I also watched uh Realist hero and Genius Prince. I like to watch them now. I wait for them both to come out and watch them back to back. They're mm. great like one. One is a palate cleanser for the other, and then just when I think one is different, the other goes the other way. I will say this about Realist Hero. I didn't expect when I started watching in season one that this was just a love letter to the author's time reading Machiavelli, The Prince. Because and that's got, what it's
0: turning into? That's
1: what it's literally turning into. In fact, we got probably okay. like seven minutes of direct like recitation of passages from the book. They even animated the book itself and put Machiavelli, a, 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 picture, oh you know, a, a depiction of him, God. On, on the screen. And this was one of the more brutal episodes that oh. I've seen because Soma fucking murked oh, loads whoa, whoa. of people.
0: Again? He went so Okay, well I'm I'm supposed to catch up for next week anyways. That's my like episode six.
1: So this so is, was, was something that was that was Yeah. So they so okay. in the previous episodes where they were all in Amadonia, there was there were more than one indications that after the war was over, Soma dealt with the the nobility, the leadership, pretty fucking harshly. Um from imprisoning people to confiscating their land and their money all the way down to like you remember there's a scene where he's talking to the prince he's like yeah we're not giving back the ones who committed war crimes we're gonna try them on our own you're like okay all right justice and all that other fun shit whatever now we find out what was going on in the home front because if, if you remember, this all started in season one when there was a civil war that got instigated. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We've, so this episode in particular, really, uh, four and five, were really dealing with the aftermath of that civil war. And, the, and I think we got a direct quote where it almost says, it's been six months since he's come to this other world. So episode five was pretty much about... Duke Carmine, who's the the beast yeah, man. Because he
0: has the slave collar on now.
1: And That's shit. right. And yeah. uh his subordinates and what the fate of all of those people who had been involved in the uprising one culminating in a trial of the two dragon kin who were in the Air Force yeah. during that fight that, that Soma and Lycia had. So the opening of the episode is Duke Carmine uh committing suicide. That Soma gives him a bottle of poison wine to Ki- allow him to kill himself but not before he uh reveals to the audience that that soma knew that carmine was actually loyal the whole time it was part of a, his plan was to get all the disloyal corrupt nobles into one yeah, place we knew that, right but that he didn't come up with that plan on his own and the implication is that the royal family Lysia's parents or or that clan or some other powerful folks who are in the kingdom but maybe like you know they have their own designs about how to clean up the kingdom yeah put him up to it because Carmine's loyalty is to the royal family and to Soma as you know a very competent uh, ruler yeah so he he decides that he would rather kill himself than confirm to Soma that they're there's more than meets the eye here. Remember, we talked about like, why is the queen so confident and just letting this shit happen? The king yeah. is kind of just like, whatever. they're not dopey dumbasses, okay? Like, oh. some other shit is happening at the moment with them. Okay. So there's a lot of like sadness, like you know monologues about like you know how can I let you die when you're one of the most competent people here, you know you're, and then he dropped the bomb, which I was like, okay, oh shit. Okay, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Let me. I want to watch. This. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold the on, bomb is that
1: Soma on. killed a lot of people. He also oh, murdered a bunch of like uh, uh, high-ranking officials in the government in his own government on camera with like secret police while quoting Machiavelli about how you have to show cruelty to your enemies and to your allies. Like n- and no one knew he was about to do it. He's dressed in motherfucking black. He tells this other girl that he pardons. Like I- I'm, I'm gonna make you my slave, but your job is to kill me if I ever turn into a tyrant. I'm like, where the whoa, what, whoa, whoa! where is this coming from? Whoa, it's cool. He's 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 doing oh, his thing. Oh
0: my god.
1: So okay. that was a that was a short recap of what was going down on Realist Hero. On the Genius Prince side, it's like you know this show knows what it what it wants to give you a little bit of comedy this is actually a pretty high action uh episode has all to do with like their schemes to get the neighboring arch duchy to the leader the duke to basically out himself as a rebel um but through manipulation and intimidation there's some really really good scenes of wayne like strategizing in public and really just using his words to corner people into doing things but and and but they use that the way you expect in these type of shows where the hero being one step ahead is important to the catharsis it may not always make sense like how did you know my plan that was going to be this but then you did that but his whole thing is that he bluffs rather than uses a lot of deduction. So this was a good episode to show actually in addition to the bluffing, he's also a very deductive mind and is able to like do intelligent things and set things up in believable ways. And we were actually introduced to a lot in of ways characters that he's prior He's not trying
0: to get out of. He's actually trying to like do the right
1: thing. Right, because it's in line with what he had to say to um uh, Loa the previous flashback where he was like, "Listen, if I can't figure out a way to like avoid your scheme entirely, then I will do my best to help you." right in my own way and it lived up the last two episodes actually just lived up to that where in the beginning you think he's trying to get out of it and then he's kind of cornered when the when the 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 son of the duke comedically kills himself and then the next episode is him then trying his best to within the you know within the constraints of the story to like to win and win with like limited resources and needing other his adversaries to make mistakes and he does a good job there. There's a, there's another brutal ass scene. Someone gets their arm chopped off again in this episode. Um, another person gets their throat slowly cut <gasps> by... Slowly? The, slowly. By the uh, character that we haven't seen do much action, the little, like, ninja girl who is the the guardian of his younger sister so it seems like each of the members of that royal family have like an attendant who's a fucking badass because yeah. like nine out here cutting niggas heads off with one slice this ninja girl's out here assassinating people in a mansion like it's nothing just like eating them alive he, he literally says to her i'm asking you to do this because it would be easy for you and it, <laughs> and it was easy that shit was motherfucking easy um and it's some decent animation but it's not a it's not a high budget show and it kind of wraps up the little arc they have with Loa showing up and, you know, we'll see what the, the next episode holds. But yeah, the, the I like watching them back to back because they're like mirror images of each other. And then like when one goes like dark and, and Machiavellian and scheming, the other one goes like light and comedic and then they they flip back yeah. and forth. So I think that's a really cool wow. dynamic right. well, to maybe,
0: have. Maybe I need to start, just ca- I need to just catch up on both of those. Then. So I'm not doing them on the channel anyways, so it's just something that's out there. Um, I think by the
1: way, Sabaku Bisco is my favorite thing to watch every week.
0: I mean, to be honest, and I will say people are missing out on it and you already gave an example that well that is that is the show this season that is getting eclipsed. Cuz I feel like if this season did not have those big two, it would have a chance, even mm-hmm. with Dress Up Darling like airing right now. It would have a chance compared to everything else that's airing right now cuz Hmm. It would be the only shounen, almost. Uh,
1: yeah. I
0: mean, I guess Well, you not know. the only, but one of the like, only I'm ones not... that's not from like a phone game or. True, yeah. Or like a mixed media project.
1: That is true. I would agree with that. I I just I I wish there were a few more offerings, but I mean it's hard to say that when you've got both Demon Slayer and uh, Attack on Titan. And the also same... the
0: rest of the year is pretty fucking packed.
1: It is pretty packed. I li- like like I don't think any of the shows I'm into are like actually mid, but there have been seasons where it's like I don't mind watch getting into the mid stuff. Yeah. Um, which is which is you know good variety. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much where I'm at.
0: Okay. Um, as far as news goes, uh, Eden Zero is getting a second season. That's surprising nobody. I honestly, it's the same shit. I it's the same stuff, and I like it. I I, I like it. Okay, like it's he's doing what he does best, but it's just one piece. So yeah, (laughs) it is. It's like like
1: the it's like the the cliff notes of One Piece, just without like the, uh. I was gonna say like over the top finishes, but like they do. It's just like I just get I I, I enjoyed watching the last season. I thought the last uh-huh. season was actually pretty fun. Um,
0: yeah, it, I think that's it's fun. Yeah, it's it, fun. I
1: think that's what it is. It's just fun. Yeah, which, it's just fun. Which is what I felt about Fairy Tale. I felt like Fairy Tale was like just a I fun series.
0: See the next power up, nigga. What who or what can this new character do or when is the next time skip because you clearly don't care like just do it like let's just like knock it out so yeah it's fun like i don't i don't i really don't feel ever feel a sense of like damn they really about to kill this character off that's gonna be fucked up i just feel like all right cool we're gonna go to the next place i'm gonna see you do some you know some cool shit punch him all right so great for that and apparently fire force is ending in two chapters I have no idea what's going on. I think it's I got spoiled.
1: Fucking fantastic! That's what's going um, on. Good shit.
0: I think I got spoiled. I think I someone posted something about soul resonance, and then I I, I kept I kept scrolling. So I don't know if he bring if he brought them together, because I think you mentioned that you you definitely did some like you mentioned that like where things could go or are possibly going. So as soon as I saw that manga chapter and I, someone was like, so rest. I was like, shit. "Oh well. shit. <laughs> okay, well. well, fuck it. I was like, I got something to look forward to, but yeah. I'm Fire a, Force I'm is away. fucking
1: sick though. I mean, like I'm they, away. I like the fact that there's a lot more philosophy in a lot of the big series that are being pushed uh, manga and anime wise. Uh-huh. There's a lot of like interesting philosophy that's being dripped in it just makes things a teeny bit smarter. This is not like, you know, the fucking Rick and Morty niggas are like, you know, oh, it's the deepest thing ever. Oh my God. It's just a little bit deeper than normal, which means the effort is being put in to make it also, cool.
0: Also, a lot of them niggas that be watching that are be high as fuck when they watch it. So it's like...
1: Mm, yeah. Nobody gets... I'm trying to figure out who is like watching, I don't know, uh, like Demon Slayer, and they're like, I'm looking for depth.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm looking for niggas that get sliced up and pretty. Like, also oh well anyways yeah that that's another that's a conversation for another day but yeah um what else oh wait i think those are only two things i got for news something else was um
1: to i think the Jujutsu kaisen film going fucking berserk over in japan is worth mentioning which mm-hmm. still upsets me because what do i want to see i want to see the movie here so just
0: wait we have an announcement did. coming soon don't we I'm, I, they I'm they, they said well they're aware. announcing something.
1: Nigga, just put it on streaming right now. What? What are we fucking waiting for?
0: I'm telling you, all they gotta do is basically be like, you can do a one time stream for twenty dollars, and I'll be like, great, give it. To I'm, me.
1: Yeah, I'm cool with that.
0: I'll do it. I'll do I'm it. am cool. Whatever. We can, I can do watch this it in my comfort of my home, okay? Because I don't want to get an eight dollar IC because I have to have one. <laughs> so it's kind of just like I don't want to go out and spend that money, but like. Just let me do it here. Yeah. yeah. I I would I would hope no, they're not going to do that. They're going to try to get the theater money because all, all these like mask mandates are about to start going away.
1: Oh, I didn't mention. I did watch Ari Ferretta up to whatever the latest is. Oh, I'm current is. on.
0: Oh yeah, I am also. Okay. I'm in I I just want to see him watch niggas. Like yeah. I just I it's so satisfying when he the way that he embarrassed that demon nigga, and basically was just like, you would have died if you had not ambushed me. Like, you, your ass. Like, <laughs> you, like you suck. You suck. I, I loved it, but I also like how Hajime can still get fucked up. Like, he can still get fucked up. And I also like the little political things that are going on in the background with the church and, like, the church It has, like, some thing or someone has corrupted the church, And that's influencing the crown. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems as though they're hinting that it's the actual God, which I wouldn't be surprised about because that's what the the revolutionaries warned Hajime about. Anyways, and I also thought that it was interesting that like the demon guy got the power, but was still like spouting about like the God and shit like that. And I was Mm -hmm. like, but didn't the revolutionary tell you like the real story? And then Hajime goes in and it's literally like, take the power, nigga. That's it. Like yeah. no explanation, no nothing. So I'm like, oh. So there's of- um,
1: the uh, the thing about Ari Ferretta, which pushed me off of it when I first was watching it, which is, I knew that it was gonna it was gonna become like a, a harem first kind of series, uh-huh. but the other parts of the show were not all the way there for me at the time. I didn't really, I didn't see much in the world building beyond the concept of going to these like different mazes and figuring stuff out. That was very like Magi to me, but I actually think Ari Ferretta predates Moggy if I, if I recall. I, I think it thought. does. Yeah. I think it, cause it's older. Um, then like, as they started adding to the cast, like I initially wasn't feeling a lot of the, the characters that were there. And now that you kind of have the main group put together, I already know that, like, some of them will always feel like filler to me. Like, the the other classmate, um, the heel, like, oh, I don't give a yeah. shit about it. Like, fuck her. Why is she yeah. getting possessive? Like, we were we were doing real good in that squad without her energy. Didn't need that. Yeah. At all. But I will say that, like, the in, the thing that was always interesting, even in, when I was reading the, the manga version, um, was that it was cool to see what sort of modern... Um, Device he would come up with, what cool sort of uh, uh, power he would just pull out of thin air. Because everything in the series is like ass pull after ass pull after, well, ass, pull pull after ass pull. Well, that's the one thing that I
0: did like how she called him out in the car and she's like, You're literally just making shit out of animes.
1: Yes, that was good. Yeah, I <laughs> and was like, I was thank like, you.
0: Yes, and I'm enjoying it. Keep doing Someone it. Someone had to say that shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's, Yeah, I was like, Be self aware, please. But I, but. She was right. I was like, nigga, yeah, you have literally like funnels. You have and yeah. fucking bits following you around. And but the like- but
1: the thing I was really concerned about was where's the power scaling gonna go if essentially everything is building up to him flexing on some dude with like a giant gun. That's that's what it comes down to. That's why you're you're watching his part of the series, or you're there for the harem. So I'm not there for the harem, I'm not but him harem. pulling out big ass guns and flexing on dudes, I think that's pretty cool i appreciate the little bit of like pulling back the the power scaling a bit um on him on the main character to create some stakes because he did kind of get his ass whipped you know for a couple episodes so like i like to see that i like to see them losing and then have to figure out how to win so that's it's light it's easy for me to watch i don't put too much heart in it when that when the little girl was calling that dude papa and then the 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 mother mermaid was like hey you could be your dad all right i was like yeah (laughs)
0: that kind of caught me off guard i was like yo what's up what's going on like okay and then they were like oh she was like you might as well stay here at the house with me since you already papa like Mm -hmm. damn
1: that was the only like positive in the beginning is that he 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 fucked that first chick, the vampire girl. Like that so did so they did happen. they
0: did fuck. Okay, yes. that was my question. I was like one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I was like yes they did, and and I appreciated that because stop. I already got dress up darling for the vanilla shit. All right, I'm good on that. If you got all these women dedicated to your ballsack, I need I need to know. I don't need to see it. I'm good. I don't don't need to see shit, but I need to know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Okay. And so
1: I just don't want this nigga to be playing now. Like, oh, I'm suddenly embarrassed. Like, no, you're running through every one of them. Just do it. Fucking do it.
0: (laughs) 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 That was actually one of my, like, questions while watching the episode. I was like, wait, did they just on top of the boat? Uh, Okay. Okay." (laughs) Okay. Now I don't want an awkward situation to come up between he and no, I don't, I don't girl. need any
1: of that. I don't need any I don't of, that want energy. None of that. Oh my nope. virginity.
0: Well, he's already fucking other people, girl. So
1: That's the wild thing, is that they love to set up these like harem situations and then they act like they've never heard of polyam. Like it's just like, oh I don't know what's going on here. It's like fuck out of here. That's the this is a polycule, this is what they're doing like <laughs> just lean lean into it what are we what are we fooling around i here mean for? all i'm
0: waiting for now is like a demon girl just get a demon girl, it'll, it'll, that'll come drop drop her in there and like you know i want to see him
1: out. get revenge on that on that uh the demon first i want him to own that man
0: <laughs> i kind of want him to go back to the fucking kingdom for some reason and basically be like oh i'm a heretic now let me show you heretic
1: Oh, I, I'll I'll show you something. Yeah,
0: let, let me show you heretic. I, That's I, why no, I like these
1: like these anti-hero like OP isekai guys because like they're like every cringe nerd from school who's like you picked on me now I have ultimate power but like in a duster. <laughs> but <laughs> or a fucking also trench, it's in like a valid
0: revenge in a, in like in most of his cases where he was just like he wasn't really even fucking with anybody. Yeah. Like he really don't be fucking with people. He literally is just like yo I'm just trying to go home.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of revenge stories with with antiheroes. I just see the setup to be yeah. exciting that's all i really need like sometimes i go too far like i wasn't a big fan of shield hero just because like if you're going to make the main character a degenerate you kind of got to give me something to to latch onto, so i don't feel like this is every school shooter's manifesto playing out in front of me you know what i mean like code Gius did this the right way by like having a bunch of very uh, pretty posing you know men and giant robots to cover up the fact that lelouch is just a humongous edgelord you know what i mean like they they did it right because i have something to pay attention to (laughs) because if i think about any of these things too hard these are the last people i want to root for you know what i mean uh so Retta kind of wove a a line where it like was doing what i was interested in then it like turned to shit and i got very worried and then it kind of like looped back around to being like on the right level so i'm I'm cool with it now but i had a lot of questions um initially
0: I usually don't have questions for harem shows because expectations are already like, you know. I'm just like, whatever. I need to watch domestic girlfriend just to like like, reset (laughs) reset my expectations on like Bro, domestic
1: girlfriend is on another plane of existence.
0: And that's what I need. I need something that's we, we, just like... We in
1: 2022, divested girlfriend is in like 2052. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> they are... They, they've exited... Exited orbit. <laughs> Yo, I can't... I don't want to spoil anything. It's just so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, they get a lot of mileage out of like two taboo relationship situations that on their face... Don't make any sense, but like they're also more adult about things and mature than I would ever expect from a show with the premise that it has. And when you know how it, it ends, it makes that aspect of it even more ridiculous. It's and sort of it's like if over, watch... right? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the manga's done. Yeah, I the manga's they're done. Do... I,
0: they're not gonna do nothing with the show. No, actually. no, no, no.
1: Okay, okay. okay, so you know how, um, you watch like soap, like like OG soap operas, and there's like there's like memes in soap operas, like oh my, I thought I was I thought I was screwing my husband, but it was really his twin brother who took his place yeah. because he's comatose in a car accident, and I didn't know because he's lost his memory and he's in some remote hospital in Colorado. Like I said, all that it is fucking ridiculous. But if you watch, you watch soap Young operas, and *The Restless*.
0: If you watch enough soap
1: operas, all that stuff is so normal to you. You're like, okay, and... (laughs) <laughs> so what's the part where the where the husband comes back but he doesn't remember his last name and he runs into his wife at the at the bar in the only bar in town that everything and takes while place he in. lost
0: his memory he got somebody pregnant so now they he a exactly he the had way. another relationship yeah. but then he
1: starts to remember then his brother shows up and he's like well, you're you're like fast forward to the things that i'm very aware of and they give it to you over and over domestic girlfriend basically takes every one of those like soap opera type story conceits but then makes everybody in the series the most credulous person you have ever run into. Whereas like those people who are on the soap opera, they know they're hamming it up. They know that it's just the same actor with an eye patch. It's silly, yeah. and and them trying to act serious makes it more funny or more like <laughs> telenovela, right? Like you, yeah. they're they're trying to take it. You know, you are my what? And they they overact, but the emotion is real. In domestic girlfriend, it's like I just I just fuck this girl. She was cool with it. Okay, now I go home. Oh, it's my new sister. Uh, it's my new sister-in-law. Because my dad just got married. Oh, oh. But then the, the you know, my t- I'm also fucking my teacher. And it's like played, it's played so straight that when they have like normal scenes, like I'm just going to go on a date with this girl, with one of the women who are involved. They just go on a fucking date. It's, it's just straight up. Like there's no... I mean, there's like oh, somebody might see them, but it's not like taken to an eleven. But yeah. then you look at the subject matter, and again, I'm not going to give away the plot points. But there's some pretty extreme things that happen with two of the characters that would belong in any soap opera that you've ever seen, and everyone Whoa. is just like down the middle, not deadpan, but like I don't know, it's fucking weird. I don't know how they, I don't know how they did it. They're in another another century. They've <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> they have just they've achieved escape velocity they know what they're doing is ridiculous and they're just not copying to it they're just they're not owning it
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah i need to okay i need to watch it to it's like if idris
1: elba voiced balance. goku you know like like he just voiced goku like like <laughs> he does his like uh what was that 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 cop show he did in britain like he's before. gonna
0: like he's gonna voice knuckles Right. Yeah. It's like yes.
1: In fact, you you hit the. It's Idris Elba voicing Knuckles. That's what it is. Like it. And I love Idris Elba. And I think it's a fine choice. I I have no problem with. But like Idris Elba is going to play Knuckles straight.
0: Wait! 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 wait. Yeah. Exactly. That interview where he was like, "I'm trying to like find like the character." Bro, it's a talking
1: cartoon echidna.
0: It's fucking. Nothing. It doesn't even
1: look like an echidna. It's you know what I mean, like. like nigga, your knuckles, your motherfucking knuckles. What are we putting fucking around for? You were playing nothing. knuckles. The this nigga has thing spikes on his fist. He walks about. on
0: the wall. <laughs> All you gotta worry about is when Rouge pop up and then they get horny. That's it. That's bro. It.
1: They, be, they need to chill. If they bring in Rouge, I'm gonna I'm called foul right away. I'm calling foul right away.
0: The furries are going. Bro, I'm
1: I'm checking all the way the fuck off Twitter if that shit if there's like a teaser at the end.
0: And And you know what? More and more Sonic Twitter is is finding its way onto my fucking time. I've been telling you, I don't I don't know know who I followed. I have no idea how this is all over my feed. These profile pictures alone, I'm like, what is this?
1: I'm trying to sanitize my feed. These niggas keep showing up over and over again.
0: There is someone, though. I think it was someone that I recently followed. They're doing like a DBZ abridged, the kind of thing, but they're doing it with okay. Sonic Adventure 2. And I saw like a clip and I was like, this shit, this shit, this shit's kind of funny need to, We this need to, we need to saw- this I'm telling you, you, though, if Rouge the Bat, bat
1: fucking shows up at the end of that Knuckles movie and you got fucking Dr. Robotnik, maybe he got toasted or something, he sees her. And, they're like, doing uh, too
0: well for them to not continue. Shadow's on his way. Shadow's on his way. And fucking,
1: what an body. edgelord that character was. Now that's the oh, fucking edgelord. God. That is like. Oh my God. I'm Sonic but emotional and I have a gun. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here.
0: Oh, he does have a gun.
1: He had a fucking, he had a pistol. I'm telling you, these yeah. are the school shooter manifestos. There's like a drawn Sonic in his little notebook next to all the names of the kids who like poured milk on him and shit. He sees Shadow's got a gun. He goes, gets a tech nine. Like that's it. This is it.
0: I mean, I just really like that. Like, Shadow had like hover shoes. Like, they. I was like, "Yo, this shit though. That that nigga's so hard." And then,
1: I'm not saying yeah. it's not. I'm not saying that if you enjoy I, it I didn't, I didn't and your it. circles oh. they get into it. I'm not here. I'm not crapping on the content. I'm crapping on the content of people's characters. Okay. Is <laughs> <laughs> is Black History Month, y'all? We need to look. What the are world. they doing to them? We need to we need to look inside of ourselves and and see you know, the, the twisted parts, and then eliminate them from our lives. And that I'm just telling you that Rouge the money. Bat showing up in any fucking Sonic movie is not going to create any good on this world. It's just not going to do it. I'm sorry. It's only going to create misery. <laughs> my misery for having to look at my fucking timeline.
0: Oh, wow. They're going to... Well, now that I said it, I feel like it's only a matter of time until it actually fucking appears, Duh. but... Yeah, yeah. what did I watch this week that was new? Go watch "Delicious Party Pretty Cure." I mean, like you can like yeah, what? What you don't even have to watch the full first episode. Just watch her transform and do the first fight. She beat the shit out that thing. Yeah, it was was great. It was great. It wasn't as good as "Princess Pretty Cure." It was good. It was good.
1: Where does it sit in the hierarchy of Pretty Cures?
0: Uh, it's all right now. It's like seven, seven out of eighteen. oh
1: okay so it's it's kind of up there
0: oh yeah it's kind of up there because like i've been watching for a minute and some of them previous seasons it's kind of just like you you girls i feel so sorry but you can you can stay over there but this one it's already starting off very well character wise um, Music well, I already went into this Just watch it y'all Just watch it Or you can go to Sakugoboru And you can see His there. <laughs> name yeah, There's one There's one part Of Well shit okay, Here I go There's one part Of her transformation Where it's literally Like a rotoscope camera Like coming up Behind her And she does like A turnaround Like move And I'm like Whoever Whoever animated that They had a fun And it looks good Okay And okay Yeah Anyway That part is on <laughs> Sakugoboru Cause I went and found it It's on there So you can go find it too but if you don't want to watch the whole episode or see the guy be like extra gay or whatever, just go there. You know it's okay. But I mean, you,
1: we we all we appreciate people acting extra gay. We're all we're all about that. But I
0: mean, and they they follow the fuck through. Okay, see, I'm about to repeat the whole damn thing from earlier. So yeah, let me. Let me look.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much of a special recommendation. I know that um, uh, I've read a few more um, early oh, print. Marlois? Yeah, a few more. Um, ones that are sort of... I tried to avoid... When we when I kind of did the big run-through, I tried to avoid series that were very new. So stuff that had basically started um, in the last year. So you let some I,
0: stuff cook for a little bit.
1: Yeah. So th- I don't know if I have a specific recommendation. I did want to say that um, having gone back and, and looked at those and some of the couple of new ones I read, Gollum Factory, which is just a, a production company that does a lot of the... you know. Um, they have, they have a fair number of releases that are out there. Uh, they're really good. I think that whatever they're choosing to adapt, a lot of them are, are originally web novels. Um, they bring the same level of quality to uh their productions, but they don't all look the same, if that makes any sense. Like I, oh, I read enough manhwa where I could see the same production company drawing everybody the same way. They use the same kind of CG assets, the same color palettes. You know, there wasn't a lot that distinguished the projects. The and damn,
0: they were identical. Yeah,
1: and that doesn't that's not always a bad thing, but just in that case I noticed it. I do think yeah. that um I see uh, that God, a lot
0: in um BL manhwas.
1: Yeah, and I, I I would imagine it's because it's like similar artists and similar studios, or yeah. I, I mean, you tell me what the what the reach of BL is, but there's probably like five or six main um, studios that probably pick up a majority of the stuff. It's not like how in like Shonen Jump, it's always it's very like auteurish. You get one guy, a, a couple production assistants, and a studio to do a series. Whereas I'm sure some of these other niche stuff, they've got teams and they kind of just put them on
0: <gasps> oh projects. Actually, I have another recommendation, y'all. There, there. What's McCall call it? The video that I sent you, the day in the life of a mangaka. Mm-hmm. Y'all should go watch it on YouTube. It's like Paolo in Tokyo.
1: Oh. It's it
0: was very interesting.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You sent me that video. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, it was especially very just cool. like you see what you see the living group home. So I'm already worried. I'm just like, Uh-oh. uh oh, but and it, was, talk- it was it
0: was clean it was clear. No, no, no. I yeah.
1: I was worried, but like when I saw the lifestyle, it was not as like. Uh, oh uh, horrifying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Soul as I draining. thought it would be.
1: Yeah. And they were all winners who were in the house. They're all winners of uh, some um yeah. development prize for young artists. So I, I didn't that even that know was stuff
0: existed like that for Mangaka for like actual like assistance assistance, not just like, oh nigga, go work your other job and 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 hustle
1: yeah um so i did want to point out a series that's not out yet but um i saw some art from the web novel and it seems like they'll be using that style little prince of the ossuary um looks pretty good as like a a new series that will be starting about um it's sort of a zombie but in a fantasy world sort of story so like an apocalypse of like human eating monsters but in a in a fantasy world and there's a boy who is born in the underworld i guess you could call it and it's just following that character story as they move through that world that is overrun um so it's not it takes i mean it takes place on on earth but like a very different form of earth it gives me a lot of vibes of um maiden abyss
0: Hmm.
1: So I haven't read the Speaking web novel, but it's an art.
0: This. I got to watch that fucking movie. Damn. Bro,
1: you need to steal Damn. your heart. <laughs> <Damn>. Get ready. <sighs> Get motherfucking <sighs> ready. I can't. There is this there, the scene. Everyone who's seen the movie or read the manga knows exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not going to say when it happens in the movie. You will know. When it occurs, because you will realize at that moment that nothing you have seen or read prepared you for the emotional damage and the horror of what happened.
0: Oh, God. Okay.
1: Okay. Anyone who listen, uh, listen. Anyone who has read or watched it, you know what I'm talking about. I thought about. it
0: was already pretty fucking bad.
1: Oh, Jesus. it's the perhaps the absolute worst. And I read the manga past that part, and there's some fucked up shit that happens later, but I cannot get over that <laughs> that thing. Like I think about it fairly regularly, and given the world that we live in right now there are aspects of that event that should not they don't feel as far-fetched as uh the the fantasy and the science fiction aspect of the series would lead you to believe but just yeah. the fucking the heartbreak the barbarity the fucking brutality of what's happening and it's like it's a thing that breaks your heart like multiple times in a row because i don't have to say it like it's just it's real man it's real it's still real to me
0: every time time i get nervous i get nervous okay
1: you just gotta get through it i didn't know i didn't know going in i just started reading made in abyss one day because i'm like i might as well read this shit yeah and you know i thought i was a hard man i'm just i'm gonna just say that i thought i had a a hard soul i mean
0: during the final episode because the final episode was like 45 minutes right for the first season I had to pause so... I I had to pause. I was just like, I got to...
1: There's there's an argument inside of me that for people who are... Wary of just watching the movie Because they know what That it could get bad I would almost just say like you could just go to the bad part Just have someone tell you like what part (laughs) of the movie doesn't happen Just fucking watch it If you watch it without context It it doesn't hurt as much And then you go watch the rest of the movie back You're like okay I know what this is leading up to And it won't feel as like
0: Crazy Fucked
1: fucked up Fucked up forever (laughs) Oh my god it won't feel that bad. I almost recommend that. But it's also a great... The story is very good. And the part that is covered um, in the movie, I think, is probably the most interesting um, like world-building exercise that they, they had done. A lot of the stuff that comes afterwards strays into the the weird and the bizarre. So it's less uh-huh. about like the world-building and more about, like, let's show you some of the crazy shit that was happening... Where there is no report. Because you know how Made in Abyss works, right? Like, the people are going down. There's, like, legends of folks who have gotten past a certain point, but they don't come back. So, like, everybody you meet is telling you information about parts that folks have been to and how fucked up those things are there. But once you pass that part, that's kind of where the story is at the moment. And it's very weird. But I wouldn't necessarily say it ever hits, like, the emotional depth Uh of... What happens in that movie, which is a good thing because I don't think I'd be reading it if every <laughs> if it fucking counts. arc they hit me with that fucking bullshit. No, nah, I'd be out. I'd be like, listen, you could take your whatever this is, misery porn, and go elsewhere.
0: That is a okay.
1: All right. Watch it. Everybody go watch it.
0: If you haven't, I recommend it it's better than fucking promised neverland second season i'll tell you that much
1: do we gotta talk about that that didn't happen that that was um i i fell asleep one day and like someone told me about it but like i don't believe it it's like you know flat earth or like the reptilians like it's just a it's just a myth it's just a it's a conspiracy theory that promised season two aired
0: at this point it's just like i'm just waiting to like buy the volumes and just read them because I'm not I'm not
1: doing it. It's good. Promise Everland is good. The ending yeah, is, heard, is good. Yeah, I heard
0: the ending was good. That's why I'm yeah. like, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna It kinda like there's
1: parts that. of it that like run out of steam, but like it was a story that had a very clear direction that it was going in. And then it ends. Great! <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like almost two is it two hundred chapters, or maybe it's a little less than two hundred chapters oh that's not bad it's a very reasonably spun out story uh the why they did what they did i would love to you know all jokes aside i would love to see like some retrospective from the author because he was deeply involved in the rewrite for season two yeah he was was deeply involved in that yeah they just didn't Goldie Pond, man. Go read, yeah. Let's recommend that too. Go read Promised Neverland for the Goldie Pond arc. Just, just do that.
0: I don't know what that is, but I'll find out soon.
1: It's it. Yep, you will, and it's <laughs> fucking fantastic. And you will ask yourself, why did they not just do that? Cause that was awesome. And does everything you need it to do. It had great antagonists. It opened up the world more. It created tons of tension. They did a thing that's very hard to do in series, which is basically dump your original cast for a long period of time and introduce a whole group of new people and have the new people get over just as, you know, as being just as interesting and fun to watch as the old cast. Then bring the old cast back. And still have a lot of stuff to do like it's that's a that is a very impressive feat because most people can't write one good character let alone 30 of them you know what i mean like it's good read read uh promised everland do not do not entertain the fantasy that season two ever existed just pretend like it didn't happen
0: um all right is there anything else i think that's it for this week All righty. Well, then, first of all, thank you, um, uh, Ashbeard Guy, Black Anime Podcast, um, for doing the the shout-out for Black History Month. Um, We appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. And happy Black History Month to everybody, because we definitely are niggas over here. Absolutely. Um, And, uh, you know, you can follow us on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook um at just regular anime savants and then you can follow us on twitter anime underscore savants also um is anything else coming up soon news wise um not that i'm gonna tell you right now but yeah stuff later stuff
1: peace out y'all oh you can hit me on twitter right at neural handshake (laughs) um I have more thought bots keep adding me. I don't like this. Try and get rid of them. Replace them with oh, real people. Oh, really? Yeah, it would stop for like a good four months and then they're right back at it. Uh, we need another purge, Twitter. You hear me? Just, just, just dump them. Uh, but yeah, you can hit me up anytime. Other than that, peace out. Bye.